Well, um, thanks, Pastor Edwin, for running that. And uh, what a special moment um, it, uh, it was to see our baby Hazel and Christopher getting dedicated. So, um, so, and I'm also very excited to see, watch them grow up as well. And it just really reminded me of um, just this saying, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard it before. Um, there's a saying that says, it takes a village to raise a child. And, um, and so uh, as uh, NLEC congregation, we are very excited to be journeying with um, Hazel and Christopher and their family as we try to raise these beautiful children. So uh, we're continuing our series on 1 John this morning, and our scripture reading is 1 John chapter 3, verses 19 to 24. Let me read this out for us. This then is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Whenever our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friend, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we obey his command and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. Those who obey his commands live in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Let me pray before uh, we start. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much uh, for gathering your people here this morning. Thank you, Lord, that your word continues to speak to us. And I pray that, um, that this morning you'll speak through me, help us to understand your word and your will in our lives. And Lord, uh, we pray that your spirit will continue to, to transform us and help us to become more like you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Does it feel like people around us have this um, fractured sense of self? By fractured sense of self, I mean that their physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of their lives don't align. Something feels off, something's missing or misaligned. Now, I'm here as a spiritual teacher, so if you're experiencing physical pain, I recommend that you see a doctor or a health professional. But today, this passage is so helpful for us because it reminds us how to find that spiritual alignment again. Are you guys with me? Our spirituality is core because God created us to be spiritual people. And when our spirituality isn't properly aligned, it'll affect our emotions, our mental health, and quite possibly our physical health too. Today we're looking at 1 John chapter 3, verses 9 to 24. And to understand this passage, we're actually going to be looking at this passage backwards. So the first thing we're going to think about is abiding in Jesus, which we'll focus on verse 24. And then we'll look at verse 23 to talk about loving with actions. And then finally, praying boldly. So let's have a look at our first, uh, first theme here, abide in Jesus. Verse 24 says, the one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Now, don't forget that John wrote this letter and the gospel of John. And so this verse naturally brings to mind what the gospel of John chapter 15 recorded about Jesus' words. Jesus said, that he is the true vine, and he tells us to remain in him to bear fruit. John reminds us again here in this passage that we need to abide in Jesus. 
So let's pause here for a second and let me give you an illustration first, which will then tie back into why it's so good to abide in Jesus. And this illustration is actually about me. Now it's been, uh, it's almost, uh, it's been almost three months since I moved down to, to Melbourne. And so far it's been really lovely. And uh, I just wanna thank you guys for being so welcoming and kind um, and so caring to me. I think by now, uh, most if not all of you should know that I am uh, dairy-free, gluten-free. And it's really cool to see that um, there's been so many instances where I just keep being reminded that you guys know how gluten-free, dairy-free I actually am. And uh, there's an example here where one time, it wasn't even my birthday, right? And I was at this, it's like birthday sort of surprise dinner. And at this dinner, there were actually three cakes, three birthday cakes, and obviously the third one was um, it was gluten-free, dairy-free. And this person had made it for me. And I was just, I just felt so touched because I was like, it's not even my birthday and you would do this for me. So, so that, was, um, that, was really, that was really nice and kind. And um, also just, just last week, I uh, went out for some ice cream with a group of people. And uh, from my perspective, it was actually very comical, but in a very positive way. Because what happened was we went out for ice cream and then the whole group, basically, they were very proactive in checking the menu and checking with the staff as well, like which flavors can Rachel have? And um, I just felt it was like really touching, obviously, but I always feel very bad because, um, because I just feel like I'm always, um, like people have to cater for my needs and that kind of stuff. But, but um, this is to say that, wow, like it's not even three months, but everyone knows that I'm dairy-free, gluten-free and everyone would go out of their way. To, uh, to accommodate for my needs. And I'm very thankful for that. But here's the next part here, which is very important. The next part here I wanna bring out in this illustration is that if the only thing you know about me is that I'm dairy-free and gluten-free, then you'll find that our relationship will get boring quite quickly, yes? Um, there was like, when I uh, also first joined the church, this was like probably the first Sunday, right? And I think, um, so someone asked me to fill in for futsal so I played a little bit, like very, very little bit of soccer, but she asked me to join, like just to fill in. I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll, I'll fill in, like pretty keen. And I ended up um, playing for, with them for like about four weeks. And then sometimes after the game, we would go out for dinner. And then one time at dinner, right, it was like a conversation. And then one of the girls on the team started talking about the movies that made her cry. And then that prompted another girl from the team to also start sharing about the movies that made her cry. And then at the time, because I was pretty new, I'm like shy, right? So I'm just like listening and watching. And it was really interesting for me because the, the movies, they were, they were listing out all these movies, right? And I was listening and I was like, wow, these movies don't make me cry at all. Like zero tears. Like I do not get moved by these movies. But it was really interesting for me because it gave me an insight into the kind of things that they, that they value. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because sometimes when we get teary in a movie, it's, it speaks into our values. And so, so what I'm trying to get at is, right, I'm saying like, you know, if the only thing you know about me is like being dairy-free and gluten-free, our relation, we'll never have an actual relationship. We need to get past this barrier, right? We need to go deeper, for example, trying to understand each other's values. Are you guys with me? And so if you, um, if you like, you know, next time, feel free to um, ask me to watch a movie with you and you can find out if... Uh, which movies actually pull my uh, heartstrings or not. 
Your connection with someone grows deeper when you're able to understand their values and when the other person also understands yours. You could be talking about something superficial, like going shopping or watching a movie, but still have a deep connection if your friend can identify with how the experience or story is important to you. And so now I'm just going to link back into abiding in Jesus. A lot of people only know God based on what they can't do. When they think about God and Christianity, they think about a list of prohibitions or rules. For example, don't kill people or don't cheat or don't do drugs and don't smoke. To them, God is someone you don't want to make angry because if you do, you're going to hell, yes? Now, that's a very superficial understanding of God. And I would argue that it's an incorrect view of God. If that's all you see about God, then you'll never have a close or real relationship with him. You need to go a bit deeper. You need to invite God out to watch a movie and see what he values and regards as important. When you read the story about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, you can tell that Jesus is very powerful. But can you also see that he was shaking with anger over death and sin? Death separates us from our loved ones and God. When you read the story about Jesus inviting himself over to Zacchaeus' house, you can tell that Jesus' preferred method of building relationships is over a face-to-face meal. But can you also see that Jesus knew Zacchaeus was a desperately lonely man and to hide his fears, he accumulates a lot of money to make himself feel better. Jesus' heart is to seek and save the lost. He wants to show us that all the other things we're chasing in life amounts to nothing. We need to abide in Jesus if we want our spirituality right. We need to keep digging deeper into who God is and what he values. And the really cool thing is that God is infinite, which means there's no end to trying to understand who he is. Unlike me, I'm finite. My knowledge and my values have a limit. But God is limitless. It's likely that if you're not already bored of me, you'll get bored of me very soon. But you'll never get bored when you're engaging with God. When we abide in Jesus, we start to let God's values affect our values and how we see the world and others. So can you see how this leads to my next two points? When we abide in Jesus, we will then be able to love with actions and pray boldly. So firstly, love with actions. Verse 23 says, and this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. This verse reminds us of what Jesus said in John 15, verse 12. He said, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. How are we meant to love others if we don't even understand how Jesus loves us? That's why it's important to abide in Jesus. We need to know Jesus deeply so that we can know and feel the depths of God's love. Christians talk about believing in Jesus, but often it's a very shallow belief. We believe Jesus is God, we 
believe Jesus died for our sins. But that belief doesn't affect their values and change their actions. Our actions are often dictated by our beliefs. For example, if you're someone who cares about your health and you truly believe a high sugar and salt diet will kill you, you wouldn't eat it so much, yes? Verse 23 reminds us, if you truly believe Jesus is the Son of God, then this belief will motivate you to love others because everything that God does is motivated by His love. Just like a good and loving parent, every decision that God has made since the beginning of creation is motivated by Him wanting the best for us. We need to trust that God is a loving God. So practically speaking then, how do we love others as God loves us? The answer is, we need to be a church that often remembers God's loving actions throughout history and in our lives and also in this church. The more we talk about God's love, hopefully they'll spill over into our lives and we start loving others too. Jesus wants us to be a countercultural church. Right now, our culture is very distracted and we have a short attention span. And sadly, this spills over into our relationships. We need to be intentional about modeling loving relationships as God intends for us to do. Let me give you a, a very simple illustration. So my parents have been very influential in shaping who I am and also how I um, love others and relate to each other as well. And I've noticed that um, with my dad and I, we, are, we have long phone conversations. And this is even before Melbourne, like we've always had long chats on the phone. And I realized the reason is because my dad is someone who doesn't like to initiate hanging up. And over these many years of chatting to my dad, it's starting to rub off on me as well. Yes, yeah, sometimes we like have really long covers, but um, it's rubbed off on me as well because I realized also I'm someone who doesn't like initiating hanging up. And let me just, sorry, I should explain why my dad doesn't like hanging up, right? It's not because he's like a, he's a scared or anything, right? But um, the way my, I hope you do get to uh, meet my dad and get to know him well. He's a very lovely guy. But um, the way my dad relates to people is that he's always very loving and he wants to um, show to others without telling them that, that they are never a waste of time for them. And so that's why I love talking to my dad because uh, when I talk to him, he always tries to show me that, that I, I don't, I'm not wasting his time. And so I can actually rant on for as long as I want. So, um, and so uh, that's the kind of, my, my kind of person my dad is. And, and I think it has uh, rubbed off on me. Isn't it amazing that something that seems so trivial actually goes a long way? Now, just so you don't think that I'm biased towards my dad, let me share with you quickly another man who's loving with actions made a, a deep impression on me. This man is a Christian man, and I knew him from um, a previous job. So it was an ex-colleague, and um, this was at a school. There was a time when I was teaching part-time uh, scripture at, this is in New South Wales, in a public school. And this man, he is the head teacher of admin. And so, um, so they're very busy because they have to, um, on top of a teaching load, they have to organize casual teachers every morning and all that kind of stuff. So mornings is the craziest time for them. But one morning, I actually had to speak to him before, yeah, in the morning, like I, have to, I have to speak to him. And I felt really bad to go up to him and, and speak to him because I knew that he's going to be busy and I don't want to waste his time, right? 
Anyway, so I'm like um, going up to his, up to his office and I was like extremely um, nervous. And I knock on the door and he sees me and he goes, oh, hey, Rachel, come and sit down. And I was like, wow, first thing, like he remembered my name, which was very special to me. But told me to sit down first and he asked, oh, what's up? And then I just try to like really quickly, like in 30 seconds, like, like um, you know, um, ask the questions that I needed to ask. But this whole time he was actually very um, patient and he was like, he was listening and then he answered my questions very gently and slowly and all that kind of stuff which was really cool. And that was a really great feeling. And then I was ready to be like, okay, I'm just going to leave now because, you know, you're probably very busy. I don't want to bother you anymore. So as I was about to get up to leave, and this is the more, most memorable part for me, he's like, oh, hey, Rach, wait a sec. Have you seen a pregnant goldfish before? And I was like, um, no, I haven't. And he's like, oh, he, and he's like, he shows me too. He has a little nice fish tank behind him. And he's like, oh, hey, come and check it out. And he's like, he like tells me to walk over here. And he's like showing me like, I forgot what he said, but like I remember the pregnant goldfish, and so I uh, I still remember what it looks like. It's very cool. Like their belly actually glows. It's like wow, this is really interesting. But um, that left a really deep impression on me that he would take the time to uh, to talk to me, uh, even though he's uh, he was very busy. You know, there are lots of ways we can show love to others. And this morning, I'd like to challenge us to reflect on this simple action that we sometimes forget. When you interact with others, do they feel you have time for them? Of course, there are situations when you can't, uh, when you can't give them immediate attention. But when you do stop to chat or you're having a phone conversation with them, are you distracted by other stuff? Are you thinking about your next appointment? Are you already thinking of an excuse to cut the conversations short? Jesus commands us to love others as he loves us. God gives us his full attention. We are never a waste of time to him. So today, let's make a commitment to give others our full attention too. When we engage with someone in conversation, let's try our best to focus on them. Give them eye contact. Listen to what they're actually saying. Respond respectfully and lovingly. Let me tell you, it takes effort to give someone our full attention. But I promise you, it will be worth it. You'll find that your relationships will deepen. Finally, when we abide in Jesus, not only will we learn to love with actions, we'll also learn to pray boldly. Let me read again verses 20 to 22. It says, If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask, because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. Let me ask you guys, have you, uh, have you ever struggled with asking God for forgiveness? You may have felt that your sins were so bad, God could never forgive you and accept you again. Well, the truth is, and to borrow the lyrics from What a Beautiful Name, my sin was great. Okay, worship team, we need to, we need to sing What a Beautiful Name in the next few weeks, guys. My sin was great, but your love was greater. But God's love is greater. God always forgives us, no matter how great the sin is. All we need to do is confess and repent. The only way to abide in Jesus is that we need to first admit that we're sinners and ask God to cleanse us of our sins. 
We can't be in a relationship with a holy God if we're still dark and dirty. So through Jesus, we're made righteous before God. We can enter into a relationship with him. We start to understand more and more who God is and what he values. And as a response, we can then pray boldly. We can pray boldly because we know what's important to God. Are you guys with me? When you pray, do you often find yourself going through a list of things that you want God to help you with? Now, that's fine in that God cares about us and he cares about the things we might be anxious about. But if, you're, but if that's your prayer life, you're still in a very superficial stage of your relationship with God. He can go deeper. Prayer is great because we're taking the time to talk to God, to discover how he might feel about our situation, to tell God what our fears and anxieties are. But we also quietly wait and hear what God's response might be. And the best way to hear God's response is by reading the Bible. Now, when you catch up with a friend over coffee, you don't just run to the cafe, sit down and blurt out everything you want changed, and then you get up and leave. No, right? You have a conversation with them. It's back and forth. It's sharing about what's, uh, what's on your heart this week and then hearing how your friend might encourage you. Our conversation with God might begin with a massive rant about our crappy week. But as the prayer continues, the Spirit starts to remind us of Scripture and then we're slowly shaped by God's Word. Your perspective may have changed by the end of the prayer or maybe, maybe you still need some more time. And that's okay. Just pause the conversation. And then you talk to God again the next day. This is why we can pray boldly. Not because we expect God to meet all of our demands when we pray to him, but because we're taking the time to abide in Jesus first and then let Jesus' values guide our prayers. As God helps us align our values to his, something really magical happens. We get a better understanding of God and ourselves and and this world. It's like finding treasure in plain sight where a lot of people seem to have missed it. My friends, God's heart and his values are no secret at all. Everything you need to know about God is written right here in the Bible. Unfortunately, not many people take the time to read and listen and they miss out on discovering something so deep about God. To come back uh, to my earlier analogy about using me as an example, I'm right here. We see each other, we cross paths, but you may never know the deep in me if you choose to engage with me superficially. We can chat about week and our interests or whatever, but if you don't use your heart to listen to my responses or ask further questions to go deeper, you won't be able to hear the emotions, values, or motives in my words. Are you guys with me? Human beings are very complex. All of us have blind spots. There are some parts of our lives that we don't know, but it's really exciting when God or a close friend is able to help you make that discovery. So in summary, we can pray boldly because our hearts want to be aligned with God. We can love with actions because God's values affect us and move us to do what he would do. 
but we can only pray boldly and love with actions if we take the time to abide in Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much um, that, that you love us so much. And I thank you so much that, um, that by looking at you, by, by trying to understand you, by reading stories in the Bible, we get to see who you really are. And because we are made in your image, this is how we should be too. And Lord, we just, I just love how you've created us, that we are all relational beings. Yes, there are extroverts and introverts, but at the heart of it, though, we, we're relational and we want to connect with others and we want to connect with you. Father God, I ask that you help us be able to, uh, to continue to connect with you deeply. I pray, Lord, that you help us be able to understand uh, your values and I pray that it will spill over into our lives and I pray that uh, we can also love others as you have loved us. I pray for all my brothers and sisters here. Help us to be able to abide in you. Help us to love uh, with actions and also help us to pray boldly, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, let us all stand.